at a reasonable pace, slightly above maybe a mosey, but certainly not a fast walk. You can cover seven miles in about two and a half hours. So this trip that these disciples are taking to Emmaus isn't necessarily one of great distance, but they have probably been traveling for quite a bit. They seem to be part of Jesus' group, though not necessarily the inner circle, Cleopas, with such a great name. This is the only time that he is named. But they seem to have been part of this group that had been with Jesus. So they very likely, a week before, had traveled that seven miles from Emmaus into Jerusalem and would have been there at the triumphal entry and would have probably been out on the edges of all of these things that were taking place. If you lived that close to Jerusalem, it would be natural to go there to celebrate the Passover, which is sort of the time when Jesus makes his entry into Jerusalem. So that it's the same day of the resurrection being discovered, that they're back on the road traveling seven miles, it's really sort of kind of a short trip to make. And what I think is interesting is where we find them while they are on a short trip, they are in the midst of probably what was a very long journey for them. I have found that sometimes going home after some big event has happened can seem to take forever, right? If you take a trip, getting there maybe doesn't seem like it takes that long, but man, it can take so long to get back home, particularly when all you want to do is be back home and kind of either reminisce and enjoy what happened or if you travel for more stressful reasons just have it be done and over with so here these two disciples are on the road and our translation says they're talking or they're discussing but what really is happening is they're sort of engaged in this really intense debate or argument because they're trying to figure out what the heck just happened They've heard the story that the woman had gone to the tomb and that it was empty, but it doesn't make sense, even with everything that Jesus had already taught them. But here they are walking along on the road, discussing, debating back and forth, when who happens to show up next to them? But it's Jesus. But they don't know um, and Jesus keeps walking along because it's always fun to be the fly on the wall or to hear what people are discussing, particularly when they're talking about you and they don't yet know that they're talking about you and that you're right there. But Jesus listens to them. He says, what are you talking about? And they, because this thing has been so monumental in their lives, though it may not have made that much of a difference for a lot of folks in Jerusalem, they tell him, are you the only person that hasn't heard about this, this thing that's happened? This person that we had hoped was going to redeem Israel. And that's why I think this journey is so long for them. They set out from Jerusalem carrying with them what they had hoped for. And by the time they get to Emmaus, they're going to discover how great a gift that they had received. Now, it takes Jesus giving them space to name the fact that they're uncertain about what's going on, that they're angry, that they're disappointed. And Jesus, you know, is a little rough with them, but then goes back and explains this all again. It's not the first time Jesus has explained to the disciples what the deal is. 
And when they get to where they're going, Jesus, in very Jesus fashion, says, well, I'm going to keep going. And they say, well, come in and eat. We're home. The day is done. And in that moment, when they see the very familiar thing that they had seen Jesus do so many times of taking bread and blessing it and breaking it and giving it, all of a sudden, everything makes sense. They realize that the man that had been walking along the road with them was Jesus, and that that empty tomb wasn't because somebody went and took his body, or wasn't because the women just saw things wrong, or that Peter was really hoping that it was empty, but it was really empty because Jesus was right there. Jesus then does another very Jesus thing, and he disappears. Which leads them to take that seven-mile journey from Emmaus back to Jerusalem. Now having discovered that what they had hoped for, they maybe didn't quite get the way they thought it, but they had gotten something so much better, and they get back to the disciples who are still trying to make sense of what that empty tomb means. And they say, well, Peter has seen him too. And interestingly enough, Luke doesn't make us listen to Peter's story. Peter's going to do a lot more talking than Acts. But Peter's kind of brushed to the side, and Cleopas and his friends say, well, let me tell you what happened to us. Let me tell you about this man that came and journeyed with us and opened the scriptures to us and opened our hearts and opened our minds, and, and it was Jesus. And then in a very Jesus fashion, he shows up. And there he is with the rest of them, who are still frightened and startled by Jesus being in their midst, who still can only hold on to what's happened for these short periods of time. And Jesus again explains to them, this is what was supposed to happen. And this is what this means. And if you need proof, here I am. And if you need more proof, give me something to eat. First century Palestine, if you were a ghost, you didn't eat. And so he eats broiled fish, and then they suddenly remember. And there's this great line in there that talks about this moment that they have with Jesus when they're all together, where Luke tells us, while in their joy... They were disbelieving and still wondering. To me, that is the biggest gift of Easter. Around the church, around the diocese, around the world, people woke up this morning and went to beautiful church services with all the hallelujahs people could muster, more Easter lilies than you could probably count, hallelujah choruses, the whole shebang. Somebody probably said, the Lord has risen multiple times, and the congregation say, you know, the Lord has risen indeed, and it was a joyful occasion. Probably if you were at the right sort of church last night at the point where Easter was proclaimed, they rang a bunch of bells and they made a whole bunch of noise and everybody goes home happy to take a nap. But we gather in the evening to hear the rest of the story. That on that same day when Cleopas and his friend were journeying home, carrying with them what they hoped for, not understanding what they received, that Jesus appears. That Easter isn't necessarily about being 100% certain that that statement, Christ is risen, the Lord is risen indeed, is 100% correct and that you know what it all means. But Easter is about showing up with your disbelief and your doubts and your questions and your disappointments, all the things that you may have hoped for in your relationship with God, with your family, with your boyfriend or girlfriend or what your grades were going to be in school or what you wanted to do at work, all of those things that were what you hoped for that maybe didn't turn out. 
Easter is about bringing them into a community and meeting the risen Jesus here through study of scripture, through preaching, through singing, and through yet again taking bread, blessing it, breaking it, and sharing it. Easter doesn't mean you have to be certain. They weren't certain from the minute that it happened. Nobody knew what it meant for the tomb to be empty, but they knew that they needed to keep coming together as a community. And in doing that, Jesus opened their eyes to see where Christ was in the world with them, opened their hearts, opened their minds, and created a community of witnesses that didn't have to have it all figured out, but that did have to keep coming together and finding Jesus in their midst again and again. They're waiting, saying, what things are you debating or discussing or arguing about today? Tell me about them, and then let us figure out what that means for where we are right now. Alleluia, Christ is risen. And Christ meets us here on the evening of this great celebration, wherever we are, with whatever our questions are, to again reveal himself through bread and wine and a community of people that have joy in their disbelieving to come together and worship the risen Lord. Amen. Amen.